The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Joined now by the head of DA's communications, Kevin Cullinan. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Kevin, you know every day how many flights are going to be leaving Dublin Airport. You know how many people are going to be on those flights. So how can you have allowed the mess that happened at Dublin Airport yesterday to come about? Good evening, Matt. We would have been well aware that there was 50,000 departing passengers due to present themselves yesterday at Dublin Airport and another 50,000 arrivals. We would have scheduled a roster of staff to cater for that volume of passengers over the course of the full operation of the day from three o'clock yesterday morning right through until the last flight would depart last night. Unfortunately, and we have unreservedly apologised for this, we did not have sufficient numbers of staff present for duty at the first wave from three to four yesterday morning, which resulted in less security lanes being available to us to open. And that caused a knock-on effect to other areas of the airport, which resulted in more passengers having to queue outside the terminal. And while almost 50,000 people did make their flights yesterday, unfortunately, 1,000 did not. And for that, we've apologised to them and we were looking now to recompense them for any expenses they've incurred as a result of missing those flights due to the security lanes not being open in sufficient numbers. Dial back there a second for me. How many people didn't show in for work that caused all of this? We believe now that 17 officers weren't able to, to attend for work yesterday morning. But bear in mind, you know, these officers have been working extremely hard over the last number of weeks and months. Some of them obviously reported for sickness yesterday. We'll be going through a full root cause analysis to find out why we were down that number for that early earlier in the morning. But obviously it took several hours to try and get additional staff to report for duty that weren't rostered. And by that time, unfortunately, a thousand people had missed flights. Yeah, but 17 people missing from work can lead to queues outside of your terminals for up over three hours. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened yesterday. Um, well, as I say, almost 50,000 people did make, make their flights. Um, unfortunately, because people were queuing for that length of time outside to come into the terminal to join those that were already in there, dropping off their bags, checking in and joining the security lines and getting through, uh, 1,000 did not. And for that, we can only put our hands up and say we got it wrong. Uh, and we've apologised unreservedly. And we're going to make sure that we recompense every one of those passengers that makes a claim any out-of-pocket expenses that they're returned that money as quickly and efficiently as possible. Okay. Kevin, 17 people didn't turn up out of how many? How many people did turn up for work in security? I don't have that number to hand right now, Matt. But you Can know, you give me an estimate? Because I, th- I think that's quite important, isn't it, to know what percentage of your staff didn't turn up and why you hadn't rostered with the potential for that happening in mind, given that you've had many issues with insufficient numbers of security staff in recent months. And we've been augmenting those staff with other staff from right across the business, over 450 back office staff working in areas like mine in communications where we've been getting up you know, two or three in the morning to assist our colleagues on the front line, doing our four-hour shift to make sure while we're recruiting aggressively for additional staff, um, we've recruited over 300 additional security officers in recent weeks. We'll recruit another 70 in the coming uh, weeks and get them fully garavetted, fully trained, fully deployed on the, the floor as quickly and as efficiently as possible. 
but at the moment we were extremely stretched and until we have the full complement of staff and particularly trained security staff of which we're recruiting a say in total 370 until they're fully trained and training takes five to six weeks um, once we, we were able to recruit people I get their security clearance from Angarda Shikana. If they've lived or worked abroad for more than six months, we have to get the foreign police services to also vet for those individuals. And all of that takes time, unfortunately. Of course, you need to hire all these people because you let so many people go during the pandemic. How many people in security did you let go? And why did you let them go, given that the state was providing subsidies to keep people in employment and you are a state commercial body? At the depth of the pandemic, we had 95% decrease in passenger numbers. We had only 5% of normal passenger numbers coming through. There were significant restrictions in place in this jurisdiction and across Europe and indeed the world on international travel. There was no line of sight in when the pandemic would come under control, when additional variants would stop. And we were hemorrhaging one million euro a day at the depths of the pandemic. So we had to downsize. So we downsized from 3,500 employees to 2,500. Of the 1,000 that left under a voluntary scheme, approximately 260 security staff left at that time, given the fact that the opportunity was there and there was no line of sight of when international travel would return. And most international commentators and forecasters were predicting that international travel would not return to 2019 levels until 2024 or, 19, or 2025. Now, fortunately, it has accelerated and we're seeing um, the result of that now. But the growing pains of that are that we have to, right across the ecosystem of the airport, not just DA employees, but airlines, ground handlers, fuelers, food and beverage companies, have all been trying to aggressively recruit staff over the intervening months. And we'll talk to them separately about their own situations, but we'll talk to you now about yours because it has also been widely reported that you're looking to bring people in on 20-hour weeks at about €12.50 an hour, but you expect them to be available for 40 hours, that they might only get half of the time that they're required to make themselves available for. So how do you expect to get people of the required quality when you're offering those terms and conditions? Of the 370 new security officers that we're recruiting, the majority, the vast majority, over 80% of them are being offered 40-hour contracts. We also offer flexible contracts for those who wish to only work 30 hours or people who want to work part-time hours or 20 hours. In some instances, they suit students or people who are returning to work or have other family commitments or maybe even have a second job. But for the, for the full-time positions we have on offer at the moment, we've attracted over 4,000 applicants for those roles. Um, so they're, they are well paid. Um, they're a challenging role. They don't suit everyone. It doesn't suit everyone to get up in the wee hours of the morning to report for, for duty at two or three in the morning for, for a shift. Um, but it is a challenging role. And we're acutely aware that, you know, and we have a lot of staff that have been with us multiple years, decades, in fact, that really enjoy the role and have progressed their careers through DAA into other supervisory and managerial roles. Um, but the vast majority of these roles are full-time, 40-hour contracts. Stay on the line, please, Kevin. Ruth Andrews is Chief Executive of the Incoming Tour Operators Association. Ruth, I wonder what's this going to do for business if people leaving Ireland start telling people back in the United States or in Britain or in continental Europe that it takes 
up to five hours to get through Dublin Airport on a Sunday and you might miss your flight because of it. Well, good afternoon. Yes, it is very unfortunate that we find ourselves in this situation. And of course, there are concerns with regard to the reputational damage for the remainder of this season. We are actually really now starting to see, uh, I suppose, our inbound visitors starting to ramp up in um, you know, considerably good numbers. Uh, after two long years of not having those visitors. So yes, yes, of course, uh, we're concerned about the reputational damage um, and it's really important that we do all we can to try and give some assurance to those visitors uh, who have yet to come to Ireland and will have heard about the issues that uh, we've experienced this weekend, that there are solutions being actively sought and put in place to ensure that we don't have a reoccurrence of this in the future. I mean, I suppose... Putting it in context and speaking to some of our overseas customers and indeed our our travel trade partners, we are aware that these situations are occurring uh, and we saw it again throughout the UK this weekend. However, that doesn't uh, give the assurance or the confidence that's required for visitors who have made commitments. Uh, Some of those people who have made commitments over a number of years that have retained their bookings with Ireland um, that they'll be able to uh, relax and enjoy their holiday without having to worry about what may face them when they're looking to return through our airports. So it is unfortunate. Uh, we certainly, for our part, will do what we can in terms of making sure that uh, you know the least amount of reputational damage is done in our overseas markets. Um, and we'll continue to look for the communications from Dublin Airport in terms of you know, making sure that we're giving the right information to our visitors, that we know what times we need to have them there at the airports uh, in the hope that they don't uh, you know, incur these sorts of delays uh, in the future. OK, and Ruth, have you been hearing about uh, p- problems with people getting luggage into the country, that when they get off their flight, we're getting a lot of text messages now from listeners saying that they've been waiting up to three hours at the conveyor belts to get their baggage from the flights that they've just come in on. Look, I think what it goes to show is that at every part of the supply chain at the moment across travel and tourism and hospitality, there are resource issues. And, and everybody is working, you know, as, as diligently and as quickly as they can to address those uh, issues and to try to get things back to uh, okay. normal travel times. But we do appreciate that, that, you know, there are resource issues and constraints across the entire level um, uh, as we try to ramp up in a very short period of time after two years of not been in a position to operate our businesses. Okay, Ruth Andrews from the Incoming Tour Operators Association, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, actually, on that point, Kevin Cullinan, are you having issues with handling luggage on flights that are inbound? I hadn't heard of three-hour delays, Matt, but significantly, as, as Ruth says, right across the aviation and travel and tourism hospitality sectors, there are challenges right across the sector. Multiple employers are saying they're having challenges recruiting staff, many of whom We'll ask them mind. about that, Kevin. We only are interested in your position because another listener wants yes. to know, whatever about the queues at the airport, I was there on Friday morning, the airport was absolutely filthy. Both the toilets and the floors were a disgrace. Have you had many similar complaints? Well, let me just finish the comment in relation to baggage handling because DA doesn't handle a single bag at Dublin Airport. That's the responsibility of our airlines and our ground handlers. And I'm sure when you speak to them presently, they can speak about their own challenges in recruiting staff. Fair enough. Obviously, when we've been having such a focus on security, 
we have to redeploy some of our cleaning staff into the security operation to give that our first and foremost priority. Um, but notwithstanding that, obviously other areas of our service level standards have slipped, including cleanliness. Uh, but once we can try and recruit additional staff and our service providers in that area can recruit additional staff, those normal standards will return. But for the moment, we apologize if things aren't as they would have been pre-pandemic. But as, as you've heard from other contributors, this is a challenge right across the travel, tourism and hospitality sectors right now. OK, well, one other thing I have to ask you, if people are going to be using Dublin Airport because they've booked flights and they can't change to Shannon or Ireland West at Knock or Cork for their outgoing flight, and if they have to use Dublin, how long beforehand do they have to be at the airport to feel comfortable about the possibility of being able to get on their flight? We are recommending that anyone taking a short-haul flight this week or in the coming bank holiday weekend attends at the airport a minimum of two and a half hours before that flight. If people are dropping off bags or need to go to a check-in desk and they don't have just cabin luggage where people can go straight to the security lines, we would be saying you need to allow at least another hour onto that two and a half hours. If it's a long-haul flight, particularly to the US, and you're going to be clearing customer border protection here in Dublin prior to, to arrival in, in the US, uh, we're saying three and a half hours for that particular process. Uh, but we're reviewing um, particularly what transpired on Sunday, which was not acceptable, for which we put our hands up and we unreservedly apologise to our passengers that were discommoded. Uh, we'll review the situation again tomorrow and if we have revised travel advisory for the bank holiday weekend ahead, we'll be communicating that to your good selves and other media outlets. Kevin Cullinan, Head of DA Communications. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.